Was that some Kraken hockey, baby, or what? That was incredible. What a fantastic game from the Seattle Kraken as they beat the Vancouver Canucks 5-2. to two. Thanks, everybody, for joining me here on Emerald City Hockey Post Game Live. We'll get RJ's reaction and uh, I'm sure some fun stories from what's going on in the in the room right now from the Seattle Kraken. Yes, you, okay, you're here too, Afra. That's, that is true. I will acknowledge you. Um, but that was an incredible game from the Seattle Kraken. They need to pick up points right now going up against, you know, regional rival quotes, uh, but a good team, a team that's been playing well all season. Kraken got the job done, right? Grubauer, fantastic. Blue line, best game they've had in so long. Can't wait to talk about what the blue line did for the Kraken in this one. And then just all the goals, right? <laughs> like you just scored a bunch. like, And that was great to see, especially for guys like uh, Jordan Eberle, right? He's kind of struggled at various points throughout the year for him to get on the board a couple times in this one. Jared McCann had a fantastic game. I mean, just so many good things to talk about in this one. There's really like no negatives to get into. It's, it's just fantastic. So can't wait to get started with everybody. But of course, first real quick, shout out to Flatstick Pub for sponsoring this post game live, just like they do all season long. I mean, this game, what a game uh, to be, be at Flatstick. I would just crush like an entire order of buffalo wings right now. Maybe some slices of pizza, order of fries. Like I'm just like so fired up. This game would have me so fired up if I was there in person. I'd just be going crazy. It sounds so good right now. We might have to do that after this, Afra. Yeah, we might. Um, all right. So kicking things off with the super chat from Chip. Highlight of the game for me was Turbo's fight. I didn't realize his speed transferred to his punches too, lol. I mean, yeah, I didn't even mention that aspect of this. But Brandon's hand of getting into a fight with Connor Garland. I mean, I will call it a fight in quotes. Really, it was just Turbo, like, just launching and, and just going after him. I mean, Garland, credit to him for, for hanging in there. He stayed up. That's something. But yeah, Turbo just crushed that fight. He he was all over that one for sure. Like it was it was fantastic. That was that was a definite highlight of the game. Um, good on Brandon Tanev. And yeah, it definitely got the team fired up too. I mean, they they looked they were just so involved in this one. They were ready for this game. This was this is kind of similar to how they would approach a playoff game, right? The Kraken, like they were just so ready for it. The forechecking was always there. The backchecking was incredible. The D never lost focus. They didn't make any of the mistakes that they've been making. Grubauer was super sharp. I mean, neither goal really on him. And then Turbo, you know, being involved, firing up the boys like that, just taking care of business in a big, bad way. Love to see it. Love to see it for sure, Chip. Thanks for the super chat. Thank you, Light, for the super chat. After that Canucks goal, the game was never even remotely close. The special teams battle was as one-sided as Turbo's fight. This is the game we need to prove we are for real. Game of the year. And I know you're not alone. I saw some of that in chat as well. Some game of the year stuff from people. And yeah, I mean, this this definitely has to be up there if just not outright called game of the year right now. I mean, this was just a, a great game from the Kraken for, for I mean, all the reasons that we're already like kind of all spewing, right? Like I know everybody in chat, just everybody just throw in your favorite moment of this game because there's a lot of them that anybody could have. Um, and yeah, after that game, after that goal, I, I'm with you. Special teams. I mean, the PK hold Vancouver to 0 for 4. I mean, they've they've got dangerous weapons. They really do. And then also with the net empty, right? Like the the units were were doing well there. Cracking power play, getting on the board in this one. You love to see that. I mean, this was just a complete team effort. There's not one area for the Kraken that I think you could point to and just be like, oh, this you know, there's a little struggle there or something like they won in spite of this. 
there, there was none of that tonight. And so I, I just think that that's really impressive. We haven't seen that team, the team play like that in a while now. Um, and what a night for them to do it against, you know, the top team in the league from points, pers- points perspective. So really good stuff from them. Gregory, let's go with the lemon lime Gatorade time, baby. Pastor Canner on a six game point streak ebbs with a pair group. Grew looking good. Hashtag Bruce. There it is. Oh, I love it. I love it, Gregory. That's some good stuff. Are you here for the Gatorade too? Mm. Oh man, I could crush this with the flat stick pub food right now. So bad. The, the Gatorade. And I will once RJ joins us in a little bit. And I can. Thank you, Gregory, as always, for the Gatorade. And then from Sean, what a game. The boys have to be so hyped up for this one. Turbo with the Davy Jones. How does it not go to turbo? How does it not go to turbo after this, right? I mean, yeah, Everly gets on the board twice. McCann had himself a game. I mean, there was, you know, Grubauer looked solid. The D played good, but like that fight from turbo, that was elite stuff. It really was. It was, it was so fantastic. We've talked about it a bunch already, but like there's just so, so much from that one. So absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, Sean. I, I think. I think Turbo with the with the hat for sure. The Davy Jones hat, definitely. And then the comic binge with Super Chat. Thank you very much. Time to give the Wild our revenge from last game. Yes, and I know uniquely for you, your first ever game had to be that brutal loss to the to the Wild there. That was a that was probably the worst game of the season, I know. Uh so yes, we, we will get on to that, but uh still plenty to plenty to relive from this one. Thank you everybody for the super chats. Really appreciate it. Uh, for sure. Viren, who needs puck luck when you play like that? Exactly. I mean, the, the Kraken were just so involved in this one. Uh, every every single aspect of it. The blue line, I know I've mentioned them a couple times, but we you know, we talked about kind of the issues they'd had and how they were making mistakes. And it felt like other teams were always able to capitalize on those mistakes. Just nothing from them, right? You held Vancouver to only 21 shots on goal. I mean, they were just so rock solid given Grubauer all the help he needed with, I guess, the exception of the, of the first goal uh, where Grubauer's stick gets stuck behind the net. But no, the blue line was elite in this one. They, they were taking care of business on both sides. You get a couple goals from the blue line too. Justin Schultz and, and Vince Dunn getting on the board. So I really love that aspect of it. And yeah, you don't need puck luck if, you're, if your team's going to play like that. Stratic with the game of the year. B, did the Kraken defend a two-goal lead long enough to get an empty netter? What alternate timeline did I slip into? Hopefully one that we're going to stay in for the rest of the way because uh, that's what the Kraken are going to need to make the playoffs. If they play like this, they're making the playoffs for sure. Huh, Afra? Uh, Rayan, what was that? Kraken hockey, baby. Absolutely love it. Abak, what a win. Crawling to the finish line. No, no, no. This one, they were they were up and they were sprinted to the finish line after this one, Abak. There's, there's no crawling involved. They, they took control of this race for sure tonight. Uh, Light with the super chat. Here's your weird Kraken stat of the night. The Kraken are five and two against the top team in the NHL all time if the next win the president trophy it would lock it in okay so earlier today i was asked by somebody you know what i thought was going to happen tonight and i said well i was at the previous home game against vancouver and the kraken played you know it was hit or miss but the kraken always find a way to 
play up to the good teams, right? They, they can play down to the bad teams too. And that's an issue, but they always find a way to play up to the good teams. And I thought they, they had a chance tonight. I really did. And uh, I guess that backs it up. The weird crack and stat of the night backs that up. Thanks for the super chat light. And thanks for the, for the stat there. Cause yeah, that's just, it's just kind of how this team rolls, right? Like they, they know how to get up for games like this. And I, I think this, this signals really what we should be looking at moving forward. We just talked about it on the deep dive this week, the podcast, right? This is a really tight race that they're in. There's a lot of teams vying for essentially one spot. You got to find a way to, to, to separate yourself from the pack. Uh, St. Louis won tonight. Calgary won tonight. Looked like uh, Nashville was on track to win tonight. Last I saw, I don't think that game's over yet. Kraken needed to get a win and they were playing the best team by far of what all these teams were playing and they got the win and they made it look good too. Like it wasn't even like, Ooh, we, we got through that one. Good job. I got the two points. We can move on. No, they just took care of business. And I, I love to see that from them. Schultz with the super chat, a win against number one overall seed, a power play goal and an empty net. This is the crack. And we all know and love Vancouver need to add more flames seems to be working for them. Yeah. G give them Tanev, get them Hannafin, uh, whoever they need, right? Let's just go ahead and do that. And then uh, watch it all fall apart. It's almost like a team can't sustain having like three guys shooting at, you know, 25 plus percentage shooting percentage for the course of a season, right? Like, <laughs> So it's almost like that was unsustainable. Oh, good stuff. I love it. And then Gary with the super chat, two goals and two assists from defensemen. They must've heard the last deep dive and took it personally. It, it not the first time that it seems like that's happened. And again, if they do hear it, I mean, it's always kind of like, Oh, I hope they don't hear it in a way, but uh, if it works, it works. I'll, I'll, I'll be hated by the team. If it means they're going to win and play that. Well, I'm, I'm fine doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man stratic also i don't care what the score seat sheet says that's a grue shutout yeah i mean it's as close to a shutout as you can have allowing two goals when one the second goal just ping-ponging around off of everybody there's nothing grubauer can do any goaltender is going to do uh, in that situation and then the first one right stick gets stuck behind the net doesn't have a stick that that JT Miller goal that, that kicks off the game does not happen if Grubauer has his stick. He's able to use that to poke check it away, you know, keep keep the puck moving laterally across the crease there. Um, you know, he'd, he'd have just having it at his disposal gives him a, a, a bunch of ways in which he can keep that from happening. So, yeah, I'm with you, Striatic. Like Grubauer was as perfect tonight as he could be. And and that's really impressive. And, and credit to the Kraken, too, for being able to get in. Thatcher Demko's face, get screens, take advantage of redirects, rebounds, all of that kind of stuff to take Demko out of the game. I mean, the Demko save on Maddie uh, in the third period, probably the best save of the game for him, but the Kraken really able to kind of take him out of it. And I thought that was really good as well, because that's, that's what you need to do against a, a good goaltender and against a top team. We've got to manufacture those goals. We've got Maddie with a moving screen. We've got Wenberg with screens. We've got a bunch of that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Jordan Everly kind of out fighting guys net front to pick up rebounds and throw those up over uh, Demko's shoulder. I mean, this was just a complete effort from them uh, all the way around. And I know we've talked about the defense a bunch already. I know, I know. It's just, it's good. It's just all good stuff. Just so good stuff. So much good stuff um cascadia cup champions lol nice to have groovy back and playing well from christian definitely be canner four point night you love to see it the dude is on fire right now not to mention grubauer super solid and net such a fun game to watch one of the best this year 
for sure. Absurdly saying, it's now safe to say, yes, RJ will happily take a series of four games just like this in April. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Coop, Ebbs and Schultz just juicing up that potential trade value is nice, but beating the Canucks is even better. Look, the team's going to play like this. There's no way anybody's going anywhere. Because uh, I, you know, just to throw in the other guy uh, also that's kind of been rumored in, in trade talks and stuff, Alexander Wenberg. I saw some criticism on Twitter about the second line in this one, just because like everybody else was, I guess, getting involved on the score sheet. The second line wasn't. Uh, and my my very easy response to say back to that was, how often did you hear uh, Elias Pedersen's name tonight? And that line. Like, never. And that's because that's what that second line was doing for the Kraken. I mean, this is the way good teams can play hockey is if you're going up against a team like Vancouver, who has this like rock star line, you can send out a, a line of your own, shut them down, and then give your other lines the opportunity to step up and score. And, and like this was a very just textbook kind of playoff game for the Kraken, right? Take take out their big guys, use your big guys to get on the board, take advantage of the fact that you have last change so you were always able to set that up. I mean, Hackstall did well. I mean, just so much about this. It was, it was just so good. Um, super chat there from Greg. I'll, I'll jump back over into the comment section and uh, I'll look for a comment and I'll read it for you for the super chat there, but thank you. And then from Light, I know we'll talk about padding trade value, but it really feels like Ebbs isn't trying to get traded. He's trying to will this team to the postseason. I'm with you, Light. I I've, I, I, th I trust Jordan Eberle when he has said all along he wants to stay in Seattle. He's He's been big talking about that recently um other members of the media sound of hockey asked him about that i'll go ahead and name drop them um and credit them uh and i really do feel like he does want to stay here like like that is what he wants he wants to stay in seattle he wants to succeed with the kraken rather than get moved and um yeah i'm, I'm right there with you about that for sure and then for for greg uh, should the kraken have taken a penalty on purpose when grew's stick was stuck that's an interesting question greg um, no, probably not. I think you, you want to bet on the ability to either get a clear, move the puck up the ice and, or get it in front of Grubauer where he can freeze it. I think you don't want to necessarily put this other team at the beginning of the game. Cause it's still scoreless, right? I don't know that you want to, um, give the other team a power play right towards the beginning of the game like that, especially a team that has a good power play has the ability to score. I think you'd probably rather, you know, try to find a way out of the situation, even though it's a bad situation. I think you'd want to try to find uh, one of those uh, ways out of it. I, just because I'm at the bottom here and I see it from RJ McCann got the Davy Jones hat. So no turbo Davy Jones hat. I'm, I'm surprised by that. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually surprised by that. I know McCann had a great night, but that fight from turbo was that's an all timer. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll ask RJ about that. And then Jessica with the super chat, real conversation with Canucks fan at intermission. I heart Seattle. We heart Vancouver. Go Cascadia. F Alberta with the high five. No animosity without playoffs, man. That is awesome, Jessica. What a fantastic conversation. Thank you for, for putting that in. And thank you for the super chat. That is for sure. And yeah, I, I think a lot of teams in the uh, in the division can get on board with the sentiment towards the uh, the Alberta clubs there. I think so. Uh, this is for sure. Um <laughs> That's, that is fantastic. I love that so much. Uh, huge dub from Moose. Definitely. Lindsay, my Jared McCann jersey is putting in work tonight. Woo! Yes, it is. Lindsay is doing a fantastic job. Riley, faith restored. Oh, so good. Lindsay, five goals in this economy. That's right. 
that's right. The Kraken are capable, especially, you know, throwing on on the power play, get an empty netter. I mean, this is, this is, this is how they can play. They're, they're showing us they can do it. They're showing us they can do it against the best team in the league. Let's go. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Um, let's see. McCann was on a mission tonight from Steven. He absolutely was. I mean, McCann, Again, wanted this win against, you know, his former team there. Just saying. Uh, Canucks have lost four straight. Better fire the coach from Daniel. I, if it was still Bruce, you know they would. You know they would. Uh, Jay, I was liking how Berkey played tonight. Several solid zone entries and good speed. Yeah, I really enjoy Berkey. It's kind of tough with him being on the second line. I talked about it earlier, right? Alexander Wenberg, that second line, shutting down Pedersen. That, that was a large portion of their game. It's tough because Berkey is so creative offensively. The way he's able to get those zone entries, like you mentioned, Jay, the the passes that he'll pull off, the way he'll do like a behind the back pass and stuff like that, right? No look pass, but you know, to a guy behind him. Nobody else on the Kraken really does those sort of things, and it it just it it adds so much to what they're able to do, especially when it comes to the zone entries, and so. I like that he's getting more minutes now that he's in a top six role instead of being on the bottom the bottom line. But at the same time, if that second line a lot is going to be used as they have been all year to shut down other teams, yeah, it's nice to have some offense on there and a guy who can help drive possession. But I do wonder if it's still then the best use of Berkey's skill set. So it's just kind of been, uh, you know, it's just been an awkward fit all the way along when he's been healthy this year, just kind of where... Where can he go? Because right now you can't change the top line, right? Maddie uh, with McCann and Eberly is just playing out of their minds these last couple of weeks. You can't change that at all. You don't want to break up the Yanni Gord line, although this was another game where they kind of felt like they were missing uh, through a large portion of it. So I, I don't know what Hacksaw is going to do, although if the team's going to keep winning and playing like this, we're not going to see any changes. But yeah, long long term, it's it's kind of one of the more interesting questions I have for the Kraken, and, and with regards to the lineup, it's just kind of where is Berkey going to end up? Given he's right now on a line that um, doesn't totally fit his skill set, or he doesn't totally fit what that line needs to be doing. Although it still looked pretty good tonight, and he's had like his two best games back to back now. So even though he's not getting on the board that much, so I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm making it into too much. Sam, bold slash not so bold take, depending on who you ask. Canucks have first round exit written all over them. I'm sure all Canucks fans have been dreading that possible outcome since November. This is the problem. We talked about this on the de- on the uh, the podcast on Monday. You know, you get up in the standings and then all you have to do is worry about the playoffs, right? And I think Vancouver is kind of there. Um, we've talked about them being a first round exit possibility. I think the Lindholm trade kind of helped them with that, right? He kind of helped shore, shore up some of what they were lacking. Uh, but still, I mean, the, the shooting percentage is still crazy high for them. You always got to worry that they'll hit a wall. Maybe that's what they're doing right now. It's, you know, it, it can happen. And if their defense is going to play as poor as they did tonight, I mean, you're not going to have success. Any team's not going to have success with that. Coop, big shout out to Tyler Myers and his abnormally large body for the clutch screen. Speaking of which, uh, nice job, Maddie playing chess, using him and himself to block Demko. Absolutely, Maddie's really picked up with the screens and the moving screens recently. Oh, it's been good stuff. It's been good stuff to see that from Maddie. I mean, he's been playing. You know, I know he didn't. He didn't get the goal tonight. Um, probably should have shot it on that one, two on one. Didn't even get a, a point tonight, despite the fact that his line mates were racking up the goals. But Maddie heavily involved in a couple of those goals, despite you know not showing up on the box score. Um, 
Let's see, Milo, are we back with this team this year? I don't know. We're 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 here. We're gone. We're here. We're gone. But certainly for tonight, we were back. Tom, tonight just felt different. Hopefully, the start of a great finish to the season. It does. It has those kinds of feels to it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I am getting that. You guys know me. I'm not one to just like totally jump on board. Usually, I'm the I'm the pessimist around here. But this one really felt different. And um, there's just like an energy and a vibe around it that is just really, really good. Uh, let's see. Hockey Fork, man, I never wanted anything more than seeing Garland get the bleep kicked out of him. Well, Turbo took care of that for you, Hockey Fork. That is for sure. Um, Coop, this is the level of hunger I expected to see post-All-Star break. Better late than never, but I hope it's here to stay. I'm with you. Uh, I really hope it's here to stay. And you know what? It feels like they've been trying to find it and try to piece those you know, all, all the little pieces together uh, to fully get there. And then it all coalesced for this game. And, and hopefully they're able to repeat that, right? They're, they found the the formula and then they can just kind of use this the rest of the way, especially on Saturday, because that's going to be a big, big game, big, big game on Saturday. Sean, I so wish they can find some consistency from here on. This is the team we all just knew they would uh, be all season. Kind of frustrating because this team is so much better than every team vying for a wild card spot. I think they can be right. You've got two goaltenders. That's fantastic. A lot of the other teams in the race struggle sometimes to have one. Um, so you've got that. You've got a deep blue line. You've got the depth scoring. I mean, I'm with you. They have the opportunity to easily be the best of those wild card teams. They just gotta, they just gotta play consistently. It's, it's on them, right? Like uh, so much of this for the Kraken has just been on them all year to kind of figure it out and put together that consistency. So yeah, hopefully, 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 uh, Lindsay uh, mentioned what I mentioned earlier, blues, flames, and Preds all winning tonight. Ugh. At least Vegas got their butts handed to them. Doesn't help make us the playoffs, but it feels good that, that it does that it does. Hey, Pablo, how's it going? Um, Jake, best game to distract me from packing without fluke goals. This is an even more convincing win. Uh, yeah, I mean, this game could have easily been five nothing. Like, you know, you take away the two weird situations there, and and yeah, I mean, Vancouver just wasn't really able to put together a lot of great eight chances. Again, credit to the defense; they limited the opportunities that Grubauer had to deal with, just in shots on goal, but also in the sense that I don't remember like Grubauer made like one really good save. But outside of that, it was just him taking care of business. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even like Guru had to like step up and kind of steal this one. Uh, the the Kraken just weren't letting Vancouver get anybody inside. They were defending the interior so well. I mean, there was just no penetration from from Vancouver getting in there at all. And then, um, yeah, you know, Grubau was just able to see the puck the entire time. Like it can be that simple sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the D really stepped up in this one. I, I know I've said it many times already, but. Again, they'd been rough recently. We talked about this. I'm really happy for them uh, that they had this really, really solid game. Uh, Northwoods, Nick, I just love how the Kraken step up to these teams at the top of the standings. Uh, now, if they can stop playing down to the ones at the bottom. Anyways, I'll be there for Boston on Monday. Have a wonderful time there. Hope you hope you enjoy it. Hopefully the Kraken play like this again uh, against the Bruins. But yes, this is that is the. That is the the one weird thing about this team. I mean, they they play to their opponent's level, whether it's up or down. They really do. That is, they sure seem committed to it, for good or bad. <laughs> they are committed to it. Um, Leo, the the only bad thing about this win is that no one will give us credit because this is Vancouver's fourth loss in a row. You might be right there. I, I think you might be onto something, Leo. And hey, if that's the only bad thing about the win, I'll still take it. Still take it all the way. <laughs> for sure oh man 
Uh, Maddie, this game made me excited for my birthday game this Saturday. I can't wait to see Joey in person. Hope you enjoy it, Maddie. I mean, it's going to be a huge game on Saturday. I hope, I hope that's a good one for you for sure. Um, Viren, I'll take the deep dive curse working in the Kraken's favor for once. Thanks after its recent performances. <laughs> we needed it. We needed it. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh man. We needed this. So happy about that. Um, Let's see. Just got home from CPA. Vibes were immaculate. Love to see it from Brooke. Oh, I love to hear it. I mean, I'm sure CPA must have been rocking for this game. I, I'm very, very happy about it. I know um, all the Kraken people, all the media members were tweeting after that um, Vince Dunn goal, how much the crowd really got back into that game late in the first period there. And I'm sure when RJ hops on, he'll he'll have good stuff to say because you can hear it on the broadcast, right? I mean, people were were pumped for this one. Maddie, how do we feel about the scouts at the game tonight? Um, on the one hand, you know, it's it's pretty regular just to have some some visiting team scouts or, or some scouts from around the league at a game on any given night. You can just have a bunch. They they tend to travel in packs. Um, also, given the time of year, a couple weeks out for the trade deadline, very normal to have the scouts really be active and going to a ton of games. And, and again, they travel in packs. So to have a bunch at a game like this really makes sense. Cause you know, you're looking at a team like the Kraken, you, you know, they've been rumored that they could be in the seller market if, if things fall off for them. So you want to get a look at the, the guys, your team might be interested there. And then also if you're a team that's potentially considering selling, you want to look at a, at a top team like Vancouver because you want to look at maybe some of their depth guys get an idea for them um, so that you know who you might want to take back say money wise for money reasons or um, just in general maybe a young player that you're interested in if you're if you're looking to maybe do a deal with Vancouver and send one of your you know better rentals or something over to them so um, for it for a game like tonight where you're going to have two teams that are you know potentially going to be active uh in in the come deadline time it makes a lot of sense for there to be a lot of scouts in, in attendance and i believe there was five teams had uh scouts in attendance for this one so i i think it's all just pretty normal stuff there um let's see jay i met a certain person who works for a school where many of the players children attend last night seems like none of the people who are trade rumors want to go anywhere uh, i believe that i mean players they speak very highly of seattle they speak highly of the organization you can tell all along even when they were going through that big losing streak right like jared mccann all these guys the way they were talking we, we talked about this too it's why we kind of went away from the idea of them firing coach hackstall was because the players were really kind of taking it on them and they really felt like it was they could control their destiny, so to speak, right? If they turned things around, everything would be okay. And they really felt like they were on the verge almost of kind of putting it together. And that's what it felt like tonight was that they put it together uh, and they were able to get the win there. So I, I do believe that a lot of the guys probably would not be interested in moving. Um, I, I, I do. I do believe that. Uh, let's see, Leo. I actually love that they use the Wenberg line as shut down as opposed to the Gord line. I do too. It just kind of gives because, like, Yanni Gord's line, then going you know, third line against third line anywhere else, you're gonna create offensive chances. I think that's partly why Berkey is having the season he's having, Tolvanen's having the season he's having. I know Yanni Gord isn't putting up a ton of numbers, but you know, even still, he's putting his guys in positions to succeed. And I do think that that's because they're using the Wenberg line as the shutdown line this year, a little bit more than the, the Gord line. And then they're just letting their depth be better than really every other team's uh, third line. I mean, this Yanni Gord line is way better than, than just about every other third line around the hockey, uh, the national hockey league. Um, 
let's see uh turbo's fight was so good so many great hits from brooke yeah i can only imagine what that must have been like it, to be there in person like whew, that is that is absolutely wild that must have been so much fun to see in person not gonna lie um Lindsay, it was canner's first four-point night in his career against the team that drafted him and i wore his jersey tonight so i'm in favor of canner getting the hat so there you go Lindsay's on board on board with the with the Jared McCann getting the David Jones hat tonight like he did. Uh, let's see. Got a super chat here from Becca. Who didn't contribute tonight? Huge team effort. Absolutely. I mean, everybody was involved. We've talked about the forwards and the depth, the way Wenberg's line shut down the other team. You get the Maddie line getting up there on the score sheet, the blue line stepping up defensively, offensively. I mean, Joey Decord, that's who didn't contribute on ice, but I'm willing to bet Joey Decord helped out in other ways, right? Whether it's opening the door uh, to get guys off the ice faster and, and avoid a penalty or just talking with Grubauer, talking with the guys, noticing things from the bench. We know the relationship that Grubauer and Joey have uh, and the ways that they help each other out. So I, I think, you know, the backup goaltender who sat there all, all game and the baseball cap even contributed tonight. I'm, I'm with you, Becca. This was a fantastic win all the way around. And thank you for the super chat. Uh, Edward Affer pretty much co-hosting the segment with Dylan Lowell. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's fired up. She, she knows she senses the energy. She feeds off the energy of me. We're watching the game together on the couch. She, she knows when things are good. She definitely knows that things are good. Um, Lindsay, I love how much the McCann Beneers Eberly line is cooking right now, but I missed the the top line Tatar. I know. How about that one play from Tatar when he when he came into the zone? He makes at the very beginning of it, he just makes this crazy move to throw the puck around to Canuck. Uh, he swings a stick like all the way up and over, able to maintain possession. And again, it was just that stick work, that puck handling that he has that just nobody else on this team has. He's so skilled with it. And I, I'm with you. It's it's similar to the Berkey situation, right? Like there's just not enough space for these guys. And so they're just kind of in, in some ways awkwardly fitting into the gaps that are available for them. And it's it's unfortunate in some ways. It's fortunate in other ways because it means you have the depth and everybody's healthy for once. But yes, I, I know where you're coming from there, Lindsay. But yeah, that, that top line right now with McCann back on there with Beneers and Everly is just they look unstoppable. They look so good right now. Uh, Sam, all of our wins, all of our Canucks wins were when Tockett was behind the bench. We're 0 and 6 against Barbecue Bruce. Don't know if we want him back. That's that's really funny. I mean, it, it, wouldn't it be great if like we're the kryptonite to the Tockett Canucks, right? Like they're this unstoppable juggernaut against everybody else. They get the puck luck. They get the good stuff. They, like, all of this stuff is so great for them. And then just Seattle comes along, and for whatever reason, we're just the answer. To the Vancouver Canucks. I kind of dig that. I kind of dig that. Um, let's see. Maybe next year, assuming Shane takes Wenny's spot in the lineup, his line might be a better fit for Berkey. Don't know how well their play styles would match, but maybe it's a possibility that would fit better. I do think, B, that yes, that would fit better. And then you would go back to the Yanni Gord line kind of being more of the shutdown line. Um, and you would have that Shane line. You'd want to put them, certainly for home games like this, where you get to control the line matchups, you're going to want to put them in more favorable situations, put the young guy, especially as he's playing center and all of that, you'd want to put him in the more advantageous spots. Uh, so I, you're on to something there, B, for sure. Uh, Lindsay, of note, the Kraken versus Edmonton game coming up on March 2nd is on Kraken Day, and the Kraken are 2-0 and on their day all time. Oh, thank you for reminding us, Lindsay. Uh, homework for you, Lindsay. Do that again when it's closer. 
the, the post game right before that next one. Please, if you don't mind, bring that stat up again because that's awesome. And I uh, can't wait to can't wait to do that uh, a little bit later and talk about that when it gets a little closer. Uh, last Canucks game kicked off that brutal losing streak. No better time to start a win streak from Rebecca. That's true. That's true. And I'm telling you the vibes, the energy off of this one. It's all perfect. All good stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, Habak McCann heard his favorite old man is in trade rumors and he took matters into his own hands. It's very possible. Hey, whatever does it, whatever does it. I'm just, I'm just so pumped that the team's playing this well and that they had this game tonight. For sure. Uh, let's see. Tis the season for teams on top of their divisions to falter. This is from Fusion Mix. The Stars, Canucks, Bruins, all struggling recently. Rangers got it out of their system early that they did. Uh, yeah, it is. It is kind of the thing because, you know, they're starting to you bank a bunch of points. You start making that mentality shift of you are starting to think about the postseason and and just kind of getting there. And you want to make sure you get there healthy and all that kind of stuff. It does. It does seep in there a little bit. Uh, over the course of a year when you are the team up, you know, on top of things. Um, Light with the super chat here. How have we not talked about the bumper getting used for the first time in franchise history? Canucks PK had no idea what to do when we used it. Oh, I can't think of any better question to bring RJ in for than RJ. Light with the super chat talking about how the bumper was used for the first ever time on the power play. Hallelujah, Dylan. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't. I still can't. But you know what? Special teams battle heavily in favor of the Kraken tonight and made a big difference for this fantastic game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Axtall was asked about special teams and, you know, he credited the PK for getting some clutch kills when they needed them. And the power play for really, you know, the stat sheet won't show that they converted twice, but they essentially had two power play goals in this one. You know, a lot of that's due to the pressure they had, the puck movement, uh, the player movement, and, and then using the bumper spot. Like, it just looked fantastic. Yeah, and we got another one here from Coop. Dylan, thoughts on the power play actually passing to the middle, down low, and cross crease to the back post. A fluke or a sign of good things to come for our postseason run? What I saw tonight seemed very intentional, RJ. I think this is a sign for things to come. I think the Kraken have been putting in work on the power play now that they're back home, now that they've had the opportunities. I think they've been drawing some stuff up, and I think we're going to see some more active player movement, more you know, interesting passes, utilizing other spaces around the ice that they haven't really touched all year. I think this is them kind of really trying to put on a push for the postseason, RJ. Right, and they've had the chance to get some practices in recently, and I, I've seen them even you know, a couple days ago with the practice, putting in a lot of power play work. And so these are looks that they're working on. And, and the one that I was happy to see them also uh, implement in the game was during one of the power plays, I just kind of switched. I looked like, is that Jared McCann hanging out back door? Yep. Just kind of you know waiting for something to happen. And then no more than two seconds later, they tried to work the puck over to him. So yep. just different things that they're incorporating into the power play. I, I'd love to see it. I also had Berkey move down low um, for, for one of the power plays. He was down there kind of to the side, more as a distributor, and he was looking to the slot. They weren't quite able to get somebody to come like down low in the slot, but you could tell he was looking for something like that. So, no, I, I think to for both Light and Coop, I think this is a sign of things to come. RJ really been talking about it. Felt like the, a lot of things finally came together for the Kraken. I feel like they've been working on stuff, and I feel like this was definitely the game where they're putting their foot down and they're saying, no, we are going for it. We, we believe we can do this. We're all on board with each other now. We can make things click, and here we go. Right. This was a statement win for the Kraken. And I was curious what the mood would be like in the locker room, because I've seen, you know, over my time covering this team, everything from 
celebration, jubilation to, you know, just being purely dejected after a bad loss. And you know what? This one felt businesslike in the room after the game, right? It was businesslike on the ice, businesslike off the ice, kind of like, you know, we know we can do this. And one thing that, that really struck me too was Jared McCann talking about this game. And, you know, I, I know he's very serious about the wins and losses and everything. And he didn't even really want to play up, you know, the win and how big it was. He kind of said that, you know, it's just frustrating that we don't play like this every game. Like this is kind of what we know we can do and what we should be doing. And this should be the standard. But I, I think that's the right way to think about it. Yeah, no, I do too. Like I'm I'm actually totally on board to to hear that. I, I think that's really solid. I feel like again, when they were in the losing streak, right? I talked about this earlier, Jared McCann and the stuff that he was saying, stuff Borgen was saying, Alexiak, all everybody, right? It was never it's it's what got us to move away from the whole like move, you know, firing coach Hackstall kind of thing was just because it really felt like the players knew it was they, they were like there was something there and they were just kind of missing it and they were just struggling to put it all together and this really felt like a time where they put it all together and and if they're able to repeat that if they've really stumbled on the formula then i mean the sky's the limit after you did this to vancouver i mean this game really rj could have been five nothing those two goals against grubauer i mean pretty fluky definitely and and yeah that's something i mean Axel acknowledged to was like what that went off of like schultz's skate and then another guy and then maybe yeah. another bounce yeah, it was crazy. And, and Haxtell, you know, said he liked Grubauer's performance. And he, he said that's giving a lot of confidence to the team, too, knowing that, you know, they've got two guys, no matter who's in there. And he said, it doesn't matter how many starts each guy gets. Like, it's irrelevant. They all, ha they both have equal weight to the team. You know, it's all equally as important. You just got to go in every game and, and have a good game goaltending. And, and that's what Grubauer did tonight. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the goaltending from Anthony here. Feels like they should go Grubauer Saturday and then give Joey Boston. Would be nice to get them both rolling. I did think about that through this one. Just given how important this win was and how big of a win it was, do you think there's a chance that we see Grubauer against Minnesota? I think there's a chance. I mean, originally before today, I, I would have said Joey would be most likely against Minnesota because overall in the season, he's your better goalie and he's the starter. But if you have Grubauer playing like this, why not? I, I think the Minnesota game is a very important one for you. It's a four-point swing. We talked about this on the mm -hmm. podcast, but after what Grubauer did tonight, and also after you know Joey maybe had not the best game against Detroit, if you're really going off of merit, I'd give the start to Grubauer. Yeah, and I mean, look, the point is they're both playing fantastic. Whoever Hackstall decides to go with probably going to be the good choice. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's a chance. I wouldn't have said there was a chance before this game, but after the game, I'd say there's a chance. Even if it's just, you know, a lot of this one, Grubauer didn't have to make any fantastic saves in this one, really, RJ. Like, there wasn't too much of him stealing this game. But if, if him being in net means the D plays as focused as they were in this one, too, I'm all for that as well, right? Like, if they were able to maybe get focused because... They don't have to worry about Grubauer leaving the crease as much as maybe Joey does. Like, I'm okay with that given, I mean, this was really a big answer to all of the struggles they've had for the last couple of weeks, that defensive unit. Right. The defensive focus has been incredible. I mean, tonight it really all came together. And, and Haxtell said it kind of starts also with what they do when they have the puck, protecting the puck, making good decisions with it. And, you know, the, the best defense is a good offense, right? The Kraken were in the Canucks zone a lot, even when defending a lead. Like, it reminded me of times earlier this season of what other teams have done to the Kraken in the third period when they've been chasing a game. I mean, Vancouver just couldn't get anything sustained going offensively until they pulled the goalie. So if they play, Kraken play defensively and just in front of their goalie like they did tonight, 
kind of think it doesn't matter who starts next game. They're going to win. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Daniel, we're still undefeated this year when scoring four plus goals. I mean, yeah, the the way the goaltending has been this year, that's unsurprising. And from Jason, no points for Matty B, but he looked like a different player than I've seen live the rest of the year. Looked like the most dangerous player on the ice on those entries. The entries, RJ, the screens, just helping out his guys get some time and space in the offensive zone. It was a really good game for him, despite the fact that he's going to walk away pointless. Right. And, and something both of his line mates called out. I mean, we talked to Everly, we talked to McCann, and they both praised Matty Beniers and the way that he played tonight, you know, despite not getting on the score sheet uh, as much. I mean, Everly was comparing him to Patrice Bergeron and just talking about some of the things that he does defensively. We know that's the player Matty looked up to growing up and, of course, best defensive forward of all time, arguably. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is high praise. Um, and, you know, the guys see what he does all 200 feet of the ice, even when he's not rewarded on the score sheet. And I think it was Everly also who said uh, that he's trying to, no, I think it was McCann maybe, that he's trying to convince Maddie to shoot the puck more. He's like, he's, he's just got to let it rip. You know what I mean? I, I've, yep. I've been telling to him, I've been talking to him. He just needs to shoot more. Got to get that through his head. But you know his line mates are telling him that. Yeah, I mean, there was the one, you know, it's kind of a two-on-one, maybe a two-on-two situation the way it ended up where Maddie had the look at the at the net. He decided to go for the pass and a kind of double coverage. I was like, Maddie, what are you doing? But uh, he made up for it a little bit later, right? Coming in, he gets that sweet saucer pass from Jordan Eberle. And really, Demko had to make, that was the save of the night on Maddie there because Maddie made a sweet move to go back over to his forehand. You know, he had a lot of net to, to shoot. Uh, Demko was just able to get the blocker up there on that one. But I like that because is Maddie trying something new and he's got the skills to pull it off on most goaltenders. Demko just, you know, happened to make a great save. But it was still a great play from Maddie Beniers there. Um, Jared McCann. Get in the Davy Jones hat. Thank you for putting that in because we were all very much talking about who gotcha. was going to get it, who was going to get it. So thank you for putting that in because um, we were all thinking maybe it goes turbo because of that insane fight he had against Connor Garland. I know that fight. What a moment. Like he was just, he just teed off on him. That might be the most lopsided fight in crack in history. Um, that was incredible to watch and be in the building for. That got everybody riled up. I mean, the, the crowd atmosphere, by the way, was the best I've seen in a while here at Climate Pledge. Everyone got super into it. Pretty much after that first crack and goal, when it kind of became a game and both teams were into it, both teams were engaged. Um, but yeah, I mean, Turbo <laughs> won that pretty handily. I did ask uh, McCann about that. You know, what was the reaction on the bench during that fight? And didn't give me a whole lot. You know, just you know, well, yeah, you know, Turbo's been a great player for us, and of course, you know, to, to see him do that is you know means a lot to, to the whole group. You know, so. Um, maybe I should have asked Debs instead, but I, I gotta think the guys were fired up. I was going to say, that's the kind of response you give when like your guy loses a fight, not when he like lands a million punches and just dominates the thing. You know what I mean? Like that was the most lopsided fight I'd seen potentially ever. Right. I, I, I don't know. Thought I might get something more, but again, you know, Canner's just so focused, you know, all the answers were, you yeah. know, team first. He's not worried about points. You know, he's just, he's just happy to get the win. Yeah, got a couple here from Striatic. Allison Lucan said the power play was using an umbrella. That's interesting. I, if it's an umbrella, then it would be some sort of like hybrid umbrella concept with some player movement down, further down. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that because I, I, yeah, I didn't. I'm not look sure. Look like I the standard the umbrella. umbrella to me. No. So, but if it's a more advanced form of the umbrella, I'm all for it. Maybe some sort of like collapsing umbrella or something like that. Telescoping (laughs) umbrella. Um, (laughs) Let's I'm all for it. Uh, And then from Stratic, what was your favorite goal? Oh, that's a good question. 
Um, let's see. I mean, the, the shot on that can goal. The McCann you know, goal I, is crazy. I mean, I like the Vince Dunn goal also just because the, the great screen from Alex Wenberg. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, I like that one. It's right as the power play is about to expire. They had some good movement leading up to that point. And then, you know, Winberg, like, it's, I feel like it's not appreciated enough, even though we do bring it up sometimes, just how good he is at screening the goalie. Yeah. And, and, you know, he gets another one there. Demko had no chance. And it really kind of set the tone early on. And the flex on Dunn's stick. I know we've talked about his stick flex before. Yeah, yes. But, I mean, that one, it really bent. It, it definitely did. I'm actually going with the other blue line goal from the Kraken, Justin Schultz in this one, that one, because of the, the deception from Maddie, he goes there for the screen. He draws over Tyler Myers and then he just gets out of the way, draws Tyler Myers in so that Myers screens his own goaltender. I mean, that was fantastic stuff from Maddie Veneers there. It was. And also got a little bit of a smile from Dave Haxtell when just talking about that goal. He was just kind of, you know, doing the play by play going through it. And he's like, you know, Maddie with that, uh, you know, with that drive-by screen, he he knew what he did. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really good stuff. I I got to give it to that one. Um, let's see, Shay, how many miles per hour do you think that McCann Twister hit? Because I think it was at least three million. I'm I'm with Shay. That was that was crazy fast. I know that's one of the fastest shots I think I've seen in a game in person, like wrist shots. Certainly, I mean, right under the bar, it was in and out so fast. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, Coop, I've been of waiting McCann, for the... like downplayed it. Just like, you know, I thought I had a spot up top and you know, I feel like I hit it. Well, and credit to the rest of the guys for, for finding him there and for him to be in that spot on the ice. And it goes to show like that in the NHL is like an eternity time and space wise, what Jared McCann had there. I know it doesn't necessarily look like it, but for an NHL player to be able to retrieve the puck like that spin around he picks his head up. He's able to pick his spot. I mean, the more you can get guys like him in those positions, especially on the power play, I mean, that's really what leads to goals more than anything. I know we've talked about the player movement and all that stuff, but those are the looks that you're hoping to create with the player movement or the backdoor pass or whatever it is. You want those moments where you have, especially on the man advantage, somebody who just doesn't have somebody on him, where they're able to take a second and really, you know, put their all world skill uh, on display. And that's what he was able to do on that one. Coop, I've been waiting for the cross crease back post look on the power play since year one. Swear I've never tried it before. And it's such a high percentage. Look, I'm with you. Maybe a couple times over three years have the Kraken tried it. But yes, this one, it was, it was really great to see that for sure. Lindsay, thankful that the 32% off flights was to Palm Springs this time instead of Texas. And I bet the crowd was too. Why isn't it Palm Springs all the time, RJ? So all the Kraken fans can go down and see the Firebirds. Right. It should just be a Firebird. It just makes thing. sense. All of us in the press bridge were just waiting on that to see, you know, where it would be too. If we had our phones out ready in case it was somewhere, you know, undesirable. Yeah, no, that was, that was really, really good. That was really good stuff there. Um, Sam, here's a question. Uh, while it may be a bit too early, any prospects in the upcoming draft that you're becoming a massive fan of, like how Yukum Kamel was two years ago? Uh, no, I haven't I haven't done too much of a deep dive. I mean, I'm just still trying to get the Macklin Celebrini scouting report out. So uh, ask me again in like late April and I'll have a much better answer for you, Sam. Um, best overall game they've played this year from Runaway RC, uh, from Railway RC, excuse me. Many people say in that, RJ, just game of the year, like, hands down period it's done and i tend to agree i think so i mean a convincing win against the top team in the nhl standings uh, what what more do you want right i 
factoring quality of competition and just how the game, you know, never really felt in doubt once they took the lead. I, I think it has to be. Yes, definitely. Uh, Edward, of course, a team from Seattle would have an advanced umbrella. <laughs> just coming in clutch yet again, Edward, just like always. Well, I should really have a team from Seattle should have no umbrella. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Um, Coop, I think if Maddie gets one offseason to focus on shooting and finishing, his goal stats will improve drastically. I feel like he spent a lot of his time so far focusing on defense, faceoffs, NHL center stuff. I agree. Usually it's the other way around, right? A lot of young guys, they'll focus on the scoring stuff and then they round out their game. Um, Maddie kind of doing it backwards, but you know, it's what he's passionate about. It's what he's good at. It's, it's the style of game that he, he tries to play, but yeah, I mean, that's why with so many of these guys, even if they make the league right away, it, it is, it does take several years before you kind of really see them in their prime or when they've reached their final form. Right. I, exactly. I mean, it just takes a while to kind of round out your game. And I like how you said, Maddie's basically just doing it the opposite way that most players do. It's almost always offense first. And so it can be extra confusing when we see a player do it the other way. But I, I think it's just that much harder. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Bach, how do you even stop a McCann laser? I would cry if I was a goalie staring at Jared McCann wide open in the slot. I, yeah, I would too. I, you might as well just like, eh. It's going in, no matter what I you do. Get in position and hope it hits you. That is all yeah. you can do. Yeah, I think I'd probably just stand up high too, figuring he's probably not going to shoot low. Maybe it gives me a better chance. And that way I won't hurt myself attempting to make a save I'm not going to make anyway. Just T-pose with your arms right up, like at the crossbar yep. and below. Yep, exactly. There we go. Just figure that's where it's going. Just like a glitched video game. That's what I would do. Um, Schultz, question for RJ. Does Tatar still seem motivated and engaged? We know what happened when his minutes dried up in Colorado. I, I think so. I, I don't think he's you know unengaged. Obviously, the fourth line role is probably not the role that suits him the best. But I think he's trying to make the most of it. I mean, he's you know still working hard on that unit. He's you know, doing the things he does well, even though, again, I just don't think it's the best fit for him as a player. But, um, you know, I think he's still plenty motivated. And I think he's happy to be on a team that, you know, even though they're not using him in that spot right now, has shown their willingness to do it, uh, you know, when they need somebody. And I think, you know, if you got an injury on that first line, he'd be the first guy to go back up there. Definitely. I was I, I basically said the same thing earlier, too. It's it's just one of those like it's it's a good and bad right? Like it's, it's bad that he has to be stuck on the fourth line, but it's good because it means everybody's healthy. Um, that, and I mean, he still had like that fantastic sequence, you know, early on in this game where he made a great play on the controlled zone entry. What he's good at keeps the puck able to dance around and wait for the Kraken off the line change to come and enter the zone. I mean, we haven't really seen a Kraken player do any of those three things, much less string them all together into one sequence before. Like that was pretty, that was pretty fun. Yeah, it's um, an element they haven't really had on their fourth line before this season. No, definitely. Uh, Pablo, good night. Uh, Viren, the Lady Being Sabotage campaign against Maddie continues up to 12 whole penalty minutes, RJ. I mean, he is done. Like, there's not he, nowhere close is he going to finish now. Oh, yeah, no way. And, of course, if you look at the one tonight, um, you know, I, you know me, Dylan. I do not like to complain about penalty calls. That is not my thing at all. Um, but... As I was watching that play happen, I saw the, the tug from Pedersen on the back of Maddie's jersey. I saw the arm go up, and I said, oh, wow, they are going to call that against Vancouver. I, I, it looked a little soft to me. I'm like, I didn't think there was that much of a tug from Pedersen. And when I saw it was going the other way, I was pretty surprised. I, that was a bad call. Interesting, interesting, because I was on the other side of it. 
I was like really? not surprised at all. I was like, oh, yeah, like Maddie, like what are you doing? It looked like Maddie was like hand fighting, like he was a corner in the NFL going up against a wide receiver. I was like, what do you do when when you see when you see Pedersen like lose his balance and be top heavy and go like back like this? I'm like, you just you're not you're never gonna get away with that now. Well, same the, thing as the hand fighting in the NFL, though. If you know, if the other guy tugs at the jersey and initiates the contact, usually you just let him go. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like in hockey, you're not used to seeing that at all, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, you're I, not used to seeing it, but if you're watching the whole play go down, I figure both guys right. are engaging. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, I was just going to say, independent third party of Edzo said both guys should have had a penalty. So, I mean, we're, we're both right. Okay. Well, we're I mean, I guess thought, if he said that, yeah. He thought were legitimate. So, and I do think, uh, like, fair like, from a rule book standpoint, if you're, if you're going to, you know, just, just apply the rule book, you know, black and white they are both penalties, right? It's a hold. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And usually on ones like that, they'll just let them both go, but uh. yeah. Um, yes. Lots of people say we don't use umbrellas here. So <laughs> yeah, you got that I mean, you know, there. there's one of us up here, the other one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was reading the thing. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Is, uh, let's see. Uh, it doesn't matter because Maddie's going to win multiple Selkies. Just a matter of time. Bergeron's gone. I wait for Kopitar to leave. I mean, Barkov's going to have something to say about that because Barkov's due like three or four maybe that he hasn't won somehow. So uh, Barkov's going to be the one, I feel like. Yeah, I think we'll have this weird cross-conference veneers Barkov as far away as you can get from each other on yes. the map. You know, Selkie race. <laughs> Definitely. That's that's going to be really interesting there. Um, let's see. Uh, I loved seeing Maddie upset about taking his seventh career penalty. <laughs> this yeah. is true. He was definitely not happy. That's arguably the most upset I've ever seen him, actually. Like, from, yeah. like, a cussing I mean, well, out a ref standpoint. I get, I, I get it. I, again, won't rehash the argument, but, I like, I get it why he was upset it only went one way. or But, and also, too, like, not to, you know, it's a totally different level. But, like, Dylan, you know I never take penalties in beer league. Yeah. And, and I, so that's when I honestly get the most upset is if I actually get called for a penalty the once every couple of years that it happens. I am curious. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you're mostly mad at yourself uh, in that situation, I got to assume. Depends. Yeah. Humility. Who needs it? Uh, Sean, key stat. <laughs> we lost the face-off battle 52-48. So, yeah, we're, we're back on track. Everything's lined up, RJ. The stars are perfectly aligned now. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah, kind of close, it. though. Well, that's what you want. Like, you want the benefit of... Yeah, yeah you want to lose you know, by a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> Lindsay, worst officiated game of the season? No. no. Uh, there there were worse ones in the past. Although, uh, you know, on the interference front, too, it, it kind of balanced out. But that one where done just took down Hoaglander to push him off sides and did that kind of wrestling move to take him down. Got away with one there. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. Uh, Coop, oh, this is this is good from Coop. I don't know how people think this was game of the year after the Winter Classic domination. Maybe it's because I was lucky enough to go, but that was pure domination. The Joey Chance just unforgettable. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Okay, that, that was game of the year. This was, I mean, this just like if you're looking at how they played, I feel like most impressive game of the year. You know, factoring in opponent yeah. and everything. But yeah. but that was game of the year. And then, you know, there's nothing short of, you know, making the conference final or something. There's nothing the crack can do this year to make that not game of the year. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, uh, Coop, also from Coop, second guy always gets caught. Yeah, yeah. there is that. 
That is true. Um, Sam, I tried asking this a few games ago, but is Belmar just taking longer to come back from injury, or has he simply fallen down the depth chart? Dude will be 39 in just a little bit. My understanding is he's good to go. It's just a matter of kind of falling down the depth chart. This group is, you know, is doing good things. And, um, you know, I, I do think they like Karche at that 4C spot. They have been impressed by what he's done there. And, yeah, there's there's no re need to really, um, you know, push Belmar back in the lineup. Yeah, I, I got to think that's the way it is. And look, the, the PK is the other factor, too. And the PK is doing well, and they, they kind of just don't need it. I, no, I don't think they need him either. And you see it like in this one where, um, you know, McCann goes to the box, Maddie's able to join the PK. And it's like, I mean, it's kind of crazy that you have Maddie, you know, arguably the best defensive center in all of hockey right now. And he's not a regular on the penalty kill. He needs somebody to go to the box to get in there and get a couple minutes. Like, it's kind of wild to think about. It is. But uh, he, of course, instantly made a play. Uh, it was good stuff for Matty Beniers there, uh, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nicole, my section went crazy at the miss too many men call. Yeah, they, seven for a moment there. Yep. And they, they brought it right say, by their bench, too. At first, I thought it was eight, too. It looked like all, it was a lot of guys out there for Vancouver, yeah. And you usually see that when they're skating with the puck right by their bench, too. Like, it's one thing if they're a little away, you yeah. see refs give them, you know, kind of the benefit of the doubt there. But you're going to circle back right in front of your bench while you're not even – I'm not even going to call it a change because you just had people jumping on without people jumping off. So it wasn't yeah, really change. Yeah, change implies that there's – you know, like guys going both ways. Yes. Yeah. It was just addition is what you had there. Uh, so I, I'm I'm pretty surprised that that one didn't get called too. I, I'm with you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Leo, this can be the technical performance of the year. There we go. That's, that is what it is. This was game of the year under normal circumstances. Because you weren't like outside yes. and in the big moments <laughs> and playing on New Year Days. There we go. Uh, Mason, good night. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's see. Uh, Nicole, yeah, they literally brought it to the bench. Exactly. Uh, Zoe, the ESPN broadcast kept mentioning that Dunn hadn't gotten a goal in like 10 games. Guess he heard them. That was it. The two big things that they couldn't let go last game was, was the Berkey stuff. Uh, and then Vince Dunn not scoring in 10 games, that being the longest stretch of time this season he's gone without a goal. So when he got the first goal uh, for the Kraken in this one, RJ, that was, uh, I was, I'm with you, Zoe. That was the first thing I thought of too. Yeah. You know, he had been on a bit of a schneid, got off of it. Hopefully he's able to kind of parlay that into, into some more scoring. Yes. Uh, Becca pre playoffs effort that it was, that it was. Yeah. Now, but before we go, can I add one thing? Cause I don't know if we'll just naturally get to it in chat. Has anyone mentioned Carson Susie? No. Because, of course, he didn't play tonight. He actually right. hasn't made his return to Seattle yet uh, on the ice anyway because he's been injured, unfortunately, for these games. Um, right. But I did see him after the game chatting with four teammates, four former teammates. There were a bunch of guys just huddled around Susie. He was holding court there. The guys were eager to see him. Smiles on their faces. Of course, Will Borgen was the guy closest to him. But he also had, like, you know, Bjork, Strand, Veneers, and, and one more. Like okay, Schultz. Cause, yeah, because I was just going to ask, was it, like, all defensemen or, or was it just like the group? No, it's just, I think, yeah, Schultz, Beneers, Borgen, and, uh, and Bjorkstrand. Oh, nice. Nice. That's good. Good to hear that. I like that. Jake, I forgot Susie was in Vancouver. I did for a moment too. Cause he didn't play. <laughs> I know. Right. 
There was, there was so much else going on in this game, though. There was, there was lots of good stuff. So uh, Kraken really needed this one, RJ. I mean, it's a big two points for them considering St. Louis won. I believe Nashville ended up winning and um, Calgary won. So the Kraken really needed they the beat LA in this one. They were winning when I started post-game live. So I'm, okay. you know, I, I'm assuming yeah, yeah. they won. There wasn't a ton of time left in that one. Uh, yeah, Nashville ended up winning that game. So, you know, Kraken needed the two points here. It's still, though, that game against Minnesota just means so much on Saturday. Yeah, the big four-point swing in that game is, is going to be huge for the Kraken. I mean, exciting. Potentially, you know, standings-wise, maybe biggest game of the year coming up so far. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. I'm, I'm really excited for it. And you know what? Kraken, they're entering it in the best way possible with this with this fantastic win. Yeah, thanks for the, the score, Viren. Four one Preds. It was only two one when I, when I started wow. this. So, oof. Um, but yeah, Kraken are Kraken are entering it perhaps the most momentum they've had all season after this game, just because it was the most complete game they've really had all season. I mean, the forward groups doing their thing, whether it's shutting down the good players for Vancouver or scoring the goals, the defensive unit, Grubauer in net. I mean, this was just a complete team effort, RJ, for the full 60. Kind of game coaches dream about. Hope, hope, hope Hackstall was happy. Yeah, you know, I'd say he was actually, for believe the first time ever, seemed happier than the players we talked to. He just, and why I, wouldn't he I be believe, after this effort? I totally believe it after this game. Like this, of all, like this is the kind of games where you could tell me that, and I would one thousand percent believe it. So, Wait, yeah. after the technical win of the season, exactly. you know, the technical win of the season. I mean, this was the coaching staff, and again, if they, you know, you put in work on the power play, you're trying to generate more looks there. I'm sure they worked on some other stuff too to address some of the issues that have been popping up for them, and to try to make this push down the down the stretch for the wild card. And then it all comes together like this. I mean, that's that's the stuff you live for as a coach, right? So um, really happy for him, happy for the rest of the coaching staff, happy for all the players, of course, and happy for everybody got to be at this game because it sounds it, it must have been great. It was a great one to be at, for sure. Yep. yep. And then, of course, happy to have Flatstick Pub sponsoring Post Game Live as they do all the time, RJ. I, I made myself so hungry talking about, like, wouldn't this, this game have been great? Like, you just crush some wings, some pizza, all that kind of stuff watching a game like this. It's just, like, built for it, the playoff-style hockey. Oh, So now I've got to go and, and try to satisfy that craving here. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Thanks to everybody for the Super Chats. Really appreciate all of those. We will see everybody on Saturday.